This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Jake Meyer sitting next to me. He is my partner here. He produces the product. He's a co-host. He's doing everything. He even uh, um, got me a coffee this morning. And he put it, made it just the way I like it, Jake. Because I'm, you know, put, coffee's for closures only, right? It's what I do. Okay. But this edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast is a very special edition. It's a fantasy football edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Um, I thought this would be a good opportunity at this point. We have lesser a preseason game. Guys are doing drafts, scheduling drafts, and it's going down. Meet me at the mall. It's going going down. down. Meet Meet me me at at the club. club. It's going going down. Meet me at the mall. I don't know any lyrics. I think they just (laughs) say that over and over again. But you get the point. So I want to talk about Denver Broncos, who, again, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, the Broncos Blitz podcast, then you're probably a Broncos fan. So you're also, that means you're that guy who may be vulnerable to taking a Bronco too early in your fantasy draft. That was a reach. Yeah. With the second pick of the 2021. Um, well, I mean, like, uh, uh, give me any office. Uh, Wells Fargo um, fantasy, fantasy football, football draft. Um, Chuck. Yeah. Uh, selects. Tom selects. Cortland Sutton. What? Cortland. Are you uh, before Judy? Look at this guy. Ah, you know, so do you, do you want to be that guy? Where do you want to? I'm in the business of winning championships, Jake. It's all I know. Again, I'm, I was born and bred here. Broncos country. All I know is going to Super Bowls. You know, do we win all of them? No, but that's what keeps me waking up and coming back the next day and working hard for my next championship. If you ain't first, you're last. Okay. That's true. But um, so let's talk about some Denver Broncos who are worthy of, I think, you know, maybe drafting in your fantasy draft within the first, you know, 10 rounds of your draft worth having them. Or, you know, we'll see if there's any flyers out there. KJ Hamler will not be drafted on my fantasy team. However, at the end of the draft, He's laying around on the waiver wire. I might try to make Hamler my fifth wide receiver. Flex him. And you just see what happens. You know, uh, maybe he has a 55 or 60 catch season, and maybe a lot of his catches, you know, maybe eight of them go for touchdowns. That's a little high for me. You know what? That's a little rich for me. I think that KJ Hamler is going to have a breakout season this year. I think with. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant getting a lot of attention. KJ Hamler is going to open up that, open up the top of the defense, take the top off, and he's going to be open for some big, big plays. And I think that Drew Locke is going to go to him quite a bit. I think he or or Teddy, whoever's the starter. Uh, I think that KJ Hamler has developed quite a bit from last season in his rookie year, and I think he could do some big things this year. Hamler, yeah. Okay. Um, give me a stat line for Hamler then, right now. I'll give you 550 yards. Uh, I'm going to say what? 55 catches. Give me six touchdowns. Okay. Not good enough to make my team. Um, 
I probably off the waivers. Well, I probably will be. It sounds like I'll be eliminating your fantasy team in the first round. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not going to draft right. Hamler in the first round. No, I'm saying in the first even round in the first gonna five play, rounds, we're going to play each other in the first round of the playoffs, and I'll dominate. Well, we'll see. I'm That's not really sure, but if you have Hamler, then I, I have already. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then let's go to Cortland Sutton then. Okay, okay. Um, coming back from a pretty big-time injury is now over the last week or so of camp looking like a Cortland Sutton of old, getting into the swing of things, and looking like, again, you know, uh, a DT light or something. You know, I don't know what you call um, uh, Cortland Sutton. He's a, he's a He's been a really good player for this team. At one point before the injury, the team's best player, at least offensively, that's for sure, because that was pre-Garrett Bowles' breakout. And I don't know what, you know, I would be more comfortable drafting Cortland Sutton in, you know, making him my fourth receiver, Mm -hmm. maybe even my third receiver, depending on what my my running back situation might look like or what I did there. Um, You know, finding him late in the draft. I think Cortland Sutton will go for 60 plus catches for about 800 yards. And again, if he only goes for about three touchdowns, maybe that's not worth having on your team. Maybe you could find the, uh, that production elsewhere. Uh, but also if those are same numbers are with six touchdowns, he'd make a mighty fine third receiver on a team. Yeah, definitely. I think Cortland Sutton, you know, especially coming off the ACL injury, you know, you should be wary of drafting him, you know, high, especially if you're a Broncos homer. over Sutton. Sutton. Really? I think you would. I would not. No, oh, I'll wouldn't? still, I'll still. Are take, you sure about that? Yeah, yeah, I'll still take Sutton and Judy over Hamler. Okay. But I'm just saying Hamler would be a, a nice flex uh, if you're in a, in that type of league. Okay. Um, but with Sutton, um, you know, he wasn't really the type to make those hard cuts. You know, so his game might not be affected very much oh, okay. by that ACL injury because he's more of a go over the top I well, will I'll moss you he's a hard worker he's the um, he's got a heart of gold he's like you know he's the right kind of guy mm-hmm. to work hard and come back from one uh, from an injury like this just sometimes guys come back and don't skip a beat sometimes it takes guys almost like two years to come yeah. back what Sutton has going for him and maybe his fantasy owners is that he's in a contract year I mean He's going to either have to, you know, you know, fight his way back and do an offense full of talented guys and catch 50 balls and then take some kind of one year deal somewhere and go prove it again. Um, or he proves himself as the best receiver again on this team, goes for 75 or 80 catches and a thousand yards or something. And then, you know, the Broncos have a choice to make break the bank or, or, or what? You know, maybe I'm, I, I'm even thinking there's a situation. You won't hear this anywhere but here right now. It's the first guy to think of this, hear this. There might be a point in the season where the Broncos would consider trading Sutton. Oh, one, you know you're not going to pay him the big money. Two, maybe the offense has kind of not phased him out but moved on from him and into a superstar like Jerry Judy with a compliment of Fant and Hamler. And again, you know, Trinity Benson, you know, for all it's worth. Tim Patrick. And then at that point, again, it would depend on where the Broncos season is. Again, we traded um, – uh, Brandon Lloyd in the middle of a season one time who was coming off a Pro Bowl season, leading the league maybe in yards. I don't know what it was. He had a freaking huge season. We also yards traded. We also traded Emmanuel Sanders 
within a season, basically, to uh, the San 49ers. Got like a third-round pick back. Some great value there. I think if the Broncos could get a third-round pick back for Cortland Sutton, maybe it was a second, maybe shooting for the stars. I'm seeing stars. I'm seeing stars. Oh, my. Starry-eyed surprise. Take it, Jake. Sundown to sunrise. Uh, dance all night. I don't know We're the lyrics. Dance all night. Okay. Um, but you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I mean, it's Trading been done Sutton? before. It's been done before in the past with Broncos receivers, and there's a lot wow. of there's a gluttony that of receivers on this team. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, we should just stop the show right there, but it's only been <laughs> eight minutes. Um, okay. Running backs. No. Quarterback. Judy. Oh. <laughs> Can't believe I forgot. Yeah, I know. What's Judy. Judy's going to be a stud. Um, this year he has that extra motivation just because he had all those drops last year and he wants to yeah. show that he has changed and that he's going to take his game to the next level. So I think Judy is going to have you know a, a really good production this year, even in the maybe like a few jet sweeps or something like mm, that. Look at you. Um, but uh, Jerry Judy, I can see him having 75 catches this year, um, eight eight to 900 yards. Okay. Um Maybe like seven touchdowns. Uh, my number was 75. And if he goes for 75, I think he has a chance to go for 1,000 yards. Definitely about on 80. I think he's around 1,000 yards. Um, touchdowns for him. We'll see what kind of playmaker the guy is. He's not the type we're going to throw it up to over the top, Jerry Judy. But also, he, when he catches that ball, you know, 15 yards down the field, wide open. How do he get open in the midfield? He turns the corner and takes it to the house. Take it to the house. So, um, that's what I think. I think Judy's goes for 75 catches for uh, 900 yards and about six or seven touchdowns. I think if we're going to go max upside, if he really breaks out, that um, 75 turns into 83 or 84, 85 catches for 1,000 or 1,100 and eight or nine touchdowns. And we're talking about his overnight superstar. Oh, yeah. He's already a star. Star, you know, but we need to him to turn to a superstar in order for this team to, you know, get its money's worth out of the pick and for the offense just to have success, bro. The key around Jerry Judy and what makes him so great is yak the yards after the catch yeah. the 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 moves no that doubt. he has yeah. uh, because of the separation that he gets off of the initial release he just dominates after after yeah. the catch and, and he just has so much room to run and he can make people miss and he's just going to produce uh, after the catch okay uh, Noah Fant before we move on to any other positions. Give me a stat line for Noah Fant this year. Hmm. Let me go first. Let me go first. Yeah, go. I think he goes for 50 catches for, you know, 550 to 600 yards and about five touchdowns. Enough to leave you thinking like, damn, imagine him with like a real quarterback. He'd be going for 75 or 80 catches because that'd be the kind of offense. He'd be a Jimmy Graham-like, not exactly that type of mold, but a one of these playmaking tight ends who is complete now, but also can do way more in terms of uh, 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 pass-catching um you know, uh, versatility and uh, the things that he's able to do as a, a really incredible athlete at the position. I think he'll have a good enough year to make you feel like he's, you know, worth it having here. Uh, but also, I think we'll be left feeling like he's capable of more. In tight end numbers, though, that's top t 10 tight end area. Right. That's top 10 tight end area. And um, again, you got to have like, two tight ends uh, and you got to throw them out there. I don't like Tom. I'm not a guy who's going to go be drafting guys, taking them off the wire 
you're moving, you know, every week to week to week to week. I like to have two guys. I like to start one of those guys most of the time. And, um, you know, no fan would be like a, depending if I have a great receiver group or whatever, a tight end one. And I'd have to feel good about that because, I mean, where are you going to take, you know, there's only one Kelsey, uh, one Kittle. One Waller. Uh, one Waller. And then once you get around Waller, it's like, with my fifth pick, am I going to take Waller? With my sixth mm. pick, do I take Waller? Do I go get me no. a primo receiver here? Maybe like my first if I'm waiting for Stafford or someone like that, depending on the value of a quarterback in your league, um, the running backs are such at a premium. Am I going to go two running backs, have one receiver, my quarterback, and then go Waller? That's dangerous territory. Depends. It all depends. How but also, you know, then if you don't go Waller there somewhere around with your fifth pick or sixth pick. He'll be know, gone shoot, by then. Fourth pick. Not only will he be gone, you just will then have to settle for, all right, 10 picks at my, with my 10th pick I'm taking fan. You know, which is you a might want to live with that and hope and hope, hope uh, that the max upside for him is 65 to 70 catches for fan. And all of a sudden he becomes a favorite target of Teddy or Drew. And then he's, you know, a guy who they feel like, you know, has five or six, seven or eight catch games. Um and then he becomes a seven or eight touchdown guy, uh, 700 yards, you know, 65 catches. That'd probably be a maximum upside for a guy like Fant. You know, Noah Fant has everything from a fantasy standpoint that you would want from a tight end. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got great hands, ability to break tackles after the catch. Uh-huh. Uh, Noah Fant is poised for a breakout season, uh, you know. For tight ends, you know, this third year seems to be a, a, an opportunity for these guys to really, you know, dominate and really start to settle in the league. So I think Noah Fant is going to hit around, right around that 50, 55 catches mark. Um, yeah. And, and he, I think he's going to be great for this Broncos team and for your fantasy team as well. Okay. Um, let's talk about, let's call this the halfway point of the pod. Okay, the Broncos Blitz podcast with Danny Williams and Jake Meyer. You can find it anywhere. The home is Mile High Sports, milehighsports.com, the Mile High Sports app. But uh, you can find the podcast absolutely anywhere. Podcasts can be found. Subscribe to it, comment um, on the podcast, uh, all the good things, all and none of the bad things. Um, and you know, tell us how we're doing. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. If you're tuning in, uh, we try to make this thing under 30 minutes, around 20 minutes, just enough of a pod where you can kind of just devour it in one day and makes you want to come back the next day. Because sometimes, you know, imagine say a two hour podcast, hour podcast that you didn't get through one day. Am I listening to the rest of that podcast the next day when other stuff is kind of, you know, was, uh, feels like a week ago's news these days and this, you know, um, era of, uh, you know, news coming and going so quick and we're just like ready for the next thing. So um, it's the fantasy edition of our Broncos Blitz podcast. We're going through Bron- uh, Broncos players here who we would or, you know, would not draft. Look at some of their totals and you can use it for your player prop stuff if you're going to um, – 
you know, if you so uh, do so uh, are inclined to make those kind of bets, which Jake and I do like that kind of stuff. I don't have the patience to wait on like futures bets like that, mm-hmm. but I do think, you know, when you go through and we talk about it, I always see like, you know, some smashes like, oh yeah, this guy's going to smash that. You know, Hamler might be 40, you know, or, you know, th- at 35 catches, which again, if, you know, say he has that through five or six weeks, you know, he has a real fast start to the season, becomes like a real true second or third option on this team. I guess that's an option for him. You know, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Could those things kind of happen? What's the likelihood? And then just project totals. So let's go to running backs. Okay. So if we're looking at running backs, the top running backs in the league, uh, obviously you have your Christian McCaffrey's of the world, your Dalvin Cooks, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry. Okay. Um, those are those are the top four well, guys. Do the Broncos have of our two guys a mold in the mold of one of those guys before we, mm. you know, before we tell you who our best of on that board is because you just gave some great names. Is Kamara going to do the same thing? Is Christian McCaffrey going to play a full season and live up to his, you know, the hype around him? Saquon's going to be hurt. Uh, Zeke Elliott. I mean, like, where, where's you know he's where does he fall in kind of the uh, uh, the list of guys there? And then I also think all those guys are more coveted than a Derrick Henry. Maybe not, you know, maybe not everybody. Maybe I have it wrong. Maybe it's me. It's the perception of, oh, my guy's going to catch 50 balls, too. Derrick Henry doesn't really right. do that. But what Derrick Henry do went for like 125 every game and almost scored. He did score. Do you have 18 touchdowns? Um, did I make that up? I'm making stuff up. I'm going to have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, no, I might be making stuff up. But, um, uh, okay, so give me proje- project. Melvin Gordon and Javante. I don't know if you have to do that individually, them as a group. Um, do you know? Are you gonna? What do you think is gonna happen with the running back? Seventeen touchdowns. Here? Seventeen? Oh, not bad. Seventeen okay. for Derek. Henry. Yeah, I mean, um, that's a touchdown a game. Yeah. That's, so do you know what he is? He is RB one. He's definitely he's RB one because he's in, he's having like a Sean Alexander, Larry Johnson like run to a career where it's just like clockwork numbers. Priest Holmes. Again, I think he'll have be in the same mold of those mold of those guys. Incredible run for five years, four years, and then you know the wear and tear on the body. Um, you know, any more than that, you start to talk about all time great kind of stuff. So, um, I think that's who he is there right now. I remember Sean Alexander going for what twenty plus touchdowns a couple times and having some incredible season. That's who Derrick Henry is right now. So, I think best case scenario for this Broncos tandem would be two. 1,000 yard backs. Ooh. <laughs> and behind this offensive line, Damn. it might be it might be doable. Um, and Wow, that would be something, man. 2,000 yard backs and combines for, let's say, 25 touchdowns. Damn. Oh, my gosh. That would be like the, the Broncos would be winning like 11 games. Yeah, that's best uh, case they'd scenario. They'd be just running. They, they'd ha- look like the Browns. Right. Who we talked about in the last podcast of kind of modeling and molding yourself based off of the equipment that you have, not for like, oh, so I want to be over the next five years. I don't know that I want to be that. I want to have a great quarterback, you know, but the way they're currently constructed with two, you know, premium, maybe one a running backs. Melvin Gordon was the best player on the Broncos offense skill player. Um, you know, Garrett Bowles did his thing, but Melvin Gordon was the Broncos best offensive player last year. No doubt about it. And he was even better the second half of the season, whether you, Oh, he took it away from uh, Philip Lindsay, but it's just true. He's not beloved. He's never going to be, he, he even said it. He yeah. knows it, but, um, He's a good player. He was a great player for the Broncos last year. Does he duplicate his totals from last year? I think he does. I think he does. Um, just because he was already splitting time with Phillip. So you're not going to get the best out of Phillip 
Uh, not Adam. No. You're not going to get the best out of Melvin Gordon when yeah. he's splitting carries. But with Javante oh, Williams, I like the way you put that. Interesting. You're not going to get the best out of anybody if they're splitting really? carries. Not necessarily. Look at the Browns and the uh, how they've done it. Well, I mean, Nick Chubb probably could be doing better. Look how statistically uh, from a fantasy standpoint, you can only plug any guy in there when you have Tom Brady. That's the truth. You can only just plug dudes in and win championships you know, when you have Tom Brady. But they've got to be special guys like Hunt and like uh, Chubb if mm-hmm. you're going to win with that. And I, I like you know you kind of just rock my world with that. Melvin Gordon can't have those kind of numbers. Well, for one, if he, ha- he if he has those numbers again, he's the true um, horse. And Javante's the compliment. Right. In the best case situation, this might sound crazy to people. And, you know, now that I say it, you know, it's like I got to reevaluate it. But I want Javante to be the lead dog. I want Javante to get 15 carries on the ground and catch five more balls every single game, 20 touches. And then I'd like to give more um, Melvin 10 to 12 touches a game and right. hope he could do something with that kind of stuff. And of course, that might flip flop during some games, but I just think Javante's um, in the mold of a Zeke Elliott and a um, uh, Saquon. He is that type of freak show of a guy, and maybe even in the mold of like a Kamara type of stuff, of all the things you could do with a guy like that. And that's, I think, the reason why I want him on the field the most, because you could do the most things with him. And then there's the upside stuff. And I think, you know, that's the one position in the NFL where you can go be an overnight star. Yes. You can't be an overnight star as a quarterback. You can't be an overnight star as even a corner. You could be a really good player, and, you know, people see some stuff in you. Um, Receiver, actually, you know, Justin Jefferson, for example, maybe you can. But I'm talking about like a star. We start carrying the team and like, you know, you're 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 every you're a team's everything that can happen with a running back. And that can happen overnight. Happen with rookie running backs. So um, Javante's like my only hope and, you know, and dream right. of success for this Broncos offense. You know, if these Broncos running backs do tear it up and they do have the season, the type of season that we're talking about, then the Broncos receivers probably yeah. won't have that 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 breakout season that we're talking about. Yeah. I'm with you. I, in a perfect world, both guys going a thousand. That'd be so sweet because then, um, uh, if that happens, whatever quarterback, whoever's playing quarterback, will be the complement to a really nice running game, and um, a defense will be able to shine its brightest, be fresh, uh, and go out there and impose a little bit. Actually, so so how about that defense? Would you? Uh, are they a top five, top ten defense wor- I think worthy of a fantasy? Uh, Fantasy yeah, pick for sure. They're a top. They're a top twelve, no matter what. But if everything goes right, they're a top um, five to ten. If everything goes right, and um, to get in the top five, you know that's one of those like again, the football is shaped funny, Jake, and it bounces weird. Right. So that's like. Do you, are you a team that has a ridiculous stretch of just turning the ball over, tipped interceptions, um, you know, balls thrown right to guys where it's just like, wow, this team leads the league in plus minus that ra- turnover ratio. And you can't measure that kind of stuff. I'm basing it off of being realistic. If everything goes right, um, including the offense helping the defense out, um, then this could be a top uh, five to ten defense. For anyone who's like, this is a top five defense, maybe in a perfect world. Right. You know, but also, you know, that's I, no one lives in a perfect world when they're not getting exist. hung out to dry. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what? 
that's the end of this podcast. Um, I want to save for another podcast actually going through the rest of the NFL and really chopping this thing up, mini mocking it. We'll do another version of uh, a fantasy edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. But I love what we just did when it, tom- uh, when it comes to all of our skill guys here um, and, you know, breaking it down. Or are any of our guys worthy to Jeff? I'll, you know, will I take I'm in some like deep leagues, like auction leagues where it's like maybe as a third quarterback for a dollar, I'll take Teddy Bridgewater. Right. And hope I never have to start him before I do for a week. Um, I might even do that with Drew Locke if he turns out to be the starter. I still think it's Teddy. But, um, you mm. know, neither guy has, I think, a ton of fantasy value. I don't know, man. I know. It's getting, you know, again. It looks like Drew might be that starter. Don't be so flaky, Jake, okay? I might change my <laughs> flip-flop. But I'll tell you tomorrow what I think about tomorrow at this time again. So uh, that's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Jake, good job. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.